tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's time for Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that covers everything spoopy in Halloween Town. Almost a month in advance. Woo! <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Sam. I'm a Dracula. I'm Cody. And I'm Samantha. Oh man. <sighs> Scared me there for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have to scream into the mic there for a sec. <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. We have a great show for you this week. Uh, jam-packed with our check it outs. We might actually have more than uh, half a show's worth. And then a little bit of news. But first let's start talking about some of the stuff we've been checking out. Mm, we got plenty. Jam. Yeah. I got a Super Nintendo Classic. Hey, hey we talked too. about it the last week. Did we? We didn't we did. really in depth though. Yeah. Is it good? Is it everything you hoped and dreamed for? And more. Man, I forgot how much I hate Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I miss the boost drift, but other than that, it's it's all right. It kind of sucks that it's split screen regardless of if you're playing two-player or not. Yeah, but that's kind of the way the game was built. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. I tell you, though, that controller feels real nice, though. Yeah, it, well, it felt weird to me at first, mm-hmm. but only because I'm not used to holding a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like true. like most of the, well, any of the Super Nintendo controllers you get now are going to feel worn down from years you know, of use. 20 years of mm-hmm. use and abuse. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, but it feels like a Super Nintendo controller, though, even down to like the rubber start select button. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I beat Star Fox without even trying. Right what? on. The first one? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I haven't gone back and tried to play the second one yet. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I've played I've played through on normal mode since I talked about it last, and it's, I mean, it's all right. It's meant to be play, replayed because it's a little bit randomized. Oh, uh, okay. And you're meant to go through and try to score the best you can. It's mm. kind of the point of the game. Gotcha. Kind of like how the first one had different paths. Yeah. This time, instead of different paths, it'll be just ran- different planets are randomly populated with the bases you have to go to. Mm. But yeah, it's it's just meant to be replayed like that. It doesn't have like the on-rails levels like the Super Nintendo one has. Gotcha. It's basically all on-range all range mode stuff. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I've, I've played almost every game on it a little bit now. Uh, I've played a lot of Super Punch-Out. Oh, Super Punch-Out is real good. It's a good game. It's a very good one. Not my favorite punch out, but it's actually it's probably my least favorite punch out, but it's still really good. It's still good. a very good punch out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there's, very bad at it. There's no such thing as a bad punch out. Yeah. Yeah, the way the the way it works is a little different and I still haven't completely wrapped my head around it. Like you tire out weird and like it's hard to time stuff just right. Mm-hmm. And it might be just because I'm really used to the NES one and the Wii one. The Wii one. Is, yeah. The Wii remake one. The, it's basically the NES one. Mm-hmm. It just looks better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Super Punch Out has more in common with the arcade version, I yeah. think. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which yeah. is also really good. Which I can't wait for him to release that on the Switch. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Speaking of which, the port of uh, Mario Brothers I picked it up. came out. Yeah, I bought it. I like it a lot. I like it too. They I, did a really nice job with it. I like the high score mode. Mm-hmm. I like trying to get that high score. Yep. Yep. Same here. Uh, wait, what? Mario Brothers. Like the arcade one? The old yeah. arcade one, yeah. It's Ooh, on the Switch. Nice. For eight bucks. It's a little steep. Mm. It's a little much. But but you can't get it anywhere else mm. unless you're going to buy the arcade machine. So. Or emulate it. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. But yeah. 
or on Super Mario All-Stars. That's not the same. It's yeah, not it's at all same. the same. The jumping mechanics are completely different. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't um, like change your direction midair jump. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's more like Ice Climber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're enjoying your uh, your uh, Super Nintendo yeah, classic. Yeah. It's kind of weird to like if you leave it sit and let it just idle. Eventually, Mario will pop up on the screen and he'll run around and like hit the different boxes for the different games and gives you like little previews of each game. Luigi will show up and start messing with the options too and put it like in CRT mode. Oh, really? Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Luckily, it doesn't save what Luigi does. Ah, uh, okay. Tech. Gotcha. <laughs> How have you been playing it? Just whatever the regular settings are. Oh, the are. three, the three, four ratio. Yeah. I had it in a uh, pixel perfect mode for a while. I honestly didn't really see a difference. No, I got it. Yeah, in three four with the the border that looks like an old TV. Uh, I have the wood grain one with the with the Super Famicom logo. Yeah, wood burned on it. Oh, that's cool. It's super cool. I really hope they release more of them and make them more accessible to the general public. That would be nice. Yeah, it sure would be nice. Be nice for one of one of us in here <laughs> on the on the radio right now. That'd be pretty cool. I kind of want them to stop here though. As much as everybody wants the '64 classic, yeah, I, this is good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, still, th- I think '64s are still easy enough to come by that it's not like and the games get pretty pricey though. Yeah, the, I guess you're. I guess it's true. But there's not as many that like. That's the thing about the SNES classic. Every game on it is good. Mm-hmm. Every single one is fantastic. Yeah. Can the, you do that with a with a Nintendo 64? I don't think so. Nope. There's maybe like five or eight yeah. good games. See, they're not going to want to put uh, like a Mario Party on there because they're just now releasing that 100-pack of mini-games. Yeah. They're not going to want to put... I mean, they could put uh, Mario 64 on there. Uh, I can't see them wanting to put Ocarina or Majora's on there because they have... Remakes of 3DS that for 3DS. ports that are really, really good. Yeah. And for that matter, Mario 64 has a couple of really good remakes with added uh, playable characters Yeah, the whatever. DS one. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could get that with full analog control instead of the stupid screen nubby thing. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. That'd but be cool. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't but, know yeah, what, they would, you can't, what they would do. All the rare games are pretty much gone. You're yeah. not going to get Banjo. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong 64 is probably out for the most part. Yeah, they put it on the virtual console. Oh, that's true. They did. So, they did I mean, do that. They, yeah. they could. Yeah. Oh, man. I Smash wish... Brothers. Yeah, they could do that. Mario um, Kart. The Pokemon Stadium games are pointless. Yeah, because you don't, you can't plug your. Yeah, you can't do the transfer pack unless they put a Wi-Fi adapter in the. Yeah. <laughs> connected to Pokemon Bank, which they're not going they're to not do. They're not going to do that. No, that's That'd madness. Be mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just there's it's too much of a weird 3D growing pains period for the games to be that good. That's why the SNES Classic is so good, is because they knew what they were doing. That's the time when they mm-hmm. knew what they were doing with 2D. Yeah, they really nailed it. They had perfected it. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I really wish I really wish uh, Donkey Country Two would have been on there. Yeah. It's probably my favorite entry in the series. That uh, yeah, it's the best Donkey Kong mm-hmm. Country. That and uh, Chrono Trigger. <sighs> yeah. Should Didn't one of the versions get Chrono Trigger? I don't think so. I thought no. either the Japanese or the European version got Chrono Trigger. Nope. No. I wonder if Square is doing something with Chrono Trigger, and that's Pro- why they didn't put it on there. Probably. That would be my guess. Because they put Final Fantasies 3. 3 or 6, however <laughs> you want to say it. Six Which is a nasty. really good game. I like that one a lot. That's my favorite Final yeah. Fantasy. It's yeah. really good, and it's 
really good. It was probably one of the more solid ones in the series. Yeah, that's actually mm-hmm. the one I'm on in my playthrough of all the Final Fantasies. I'm at oh, six now. Right on. Excellent. Yeah, I beat five a while ago. Five is really good though. Yeah. That that's when they had the gameplay like figured out. Like that mm-hmm. job system is is great. The way it lets you customize your character is so good and so fun. Awesome. It's just too bad the story isn't better. <laughs> <laughs> which which one's the one with Kefka? I always forget. Six. Six. Okay. Yep. Or three. Six, three. <laughs> yeah. three. Three if you're nasty. Six if you're nasty. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that's a, the, the Japanese-American port thing. That's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, they did the same thing with the Dragon Quest series. It was sure. Dragon Warrior. Yeah. yeah, in the United States, and then although the numbering never got messed yeah, up, yeah, never. Yeah, it's yeah. true. We true. just never got five and six, right? Yeah, till much later. Yeah. Oh yeah, and five's the best one there is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really, really like eight. Eight is really, really good, but but five, also eight's the one I've played the most. Five, you get to play through the hero character's entire life, which is amazing. Like mm. seriously, you start as like a little kid all the way through getting married and having kids that are playable characters. Wow, yeah. That is a that is a dragon quest right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It truly was the dragon a, quest. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk about some movies? We could talk We could talk about movies. some movies. Let's talk about some movies. Um <laughs> I could talk about a movie that I saw. Go for it. It's uh okay, so we have been dunking on uh, the American remake of the Japanese anime, manga, whatever. Mango. Mango. Uh, Death Note. Uh, that's That was exclusive to Netflix. But we no one had actually seen it. So we were all like, well, we, I can't have actually, we can't actually. <laughs> well, I have no shame. <laughs> and uh, so I watched it because I want to accurately be able to explain whether or not it is good. And, and you're, you're the one of us with the least exposure to de- the yeah, Death Note I have. Yeah, I went in totally cold. The only exposure I've had to Death Note is that... It was a thing that I sold when I worked at FYE in 2008 <laughs> because that's when it was popular. That's when all the high school kids liked that, that's, that stuff. That's where Death Note belongs. Yeah. 2008. A 2008 hot to- or uh, 2008 FYE. Yeah. Anime slash Corner. Slash, yeah. Um, Petridge Farmer members. Yes. <laughs> so I watched it not knowing anything about anything. And I can objectively say that it is a terrible movie and no one should watch it. The character, the uh, characters are incredibly one-dimensional. The main character, Light Light Turner, <laughs> Light Turner, is uh, super bland and a real wimp. Just the the biggest wimp. Isn't there a part where he just screams for like? Oh the- yeah, he screams like a girl for about five minutes the first time he sees uh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if I just ran into <laughs> William Dafoe, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. His girlfriend character has no personality outside of, I like killing people with this magic book you found. To be fair, in this show, she doesn't have much personality beyond, I'm in love with Light. He's the greatest. Yeah. No, she... she, Also, she had her own book. Ah, see, this whole... The whole whole twist of this movie is she doesn't really care about Light. She just wants to kill more people with the book because she, like, tries to play him into like she rips a page out of the book the whole the whole point of death note is there's a magic book that falls out of the sky and this really angsty teen picks it up uh and he finds out it's a book that if you write a person's name in it and explaining how they die they'll then like die i guess it comes true it comes true 
And so he decides he's going to become a superhero by killing all the bad guys. <laughs> a and superhero? He, is that how they... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He kind of at one point calls himself a superhero. And he comes up with the fake name called Kira because it sounds kind of like killer in, in Japanese. But not really because it's just English. <laughs> and that's kind of racist. It's not real cool, but they do it anyway. Uh, so at one point... Because <laughs> people would get mad because that's what they call it in the, in the Japanese an, in, version. In, in the except mangos. for they changed everything else. So why not? Why? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, at one point his girlfriend who wants this death killing kill book... Kill book. Rips a page out of the death kill book, which apparently still means it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's a thing from the thing? Yeah. Okay. And she goes, I wrote your name on this thing and... I can burn it and save you, but you got to give me the book. Well, the, but you can only just, have it once. He would just die. Yeah. No. If you burn the page with the name on it, you everybody gets one. You could save that one person from death. But if she just wrote his name on there, he would just die in like two minutes. No, it's uh, within 48 hours. Oh. I, I watched the movie. It's 48 <laughs> hours. You, they have a full two days. You have to write the time, the date and time. No, you don't. No. You just have two. You just have 48 hours. Yeah, a, and w- within those 48 hours, you can basically write an entire book about how they die. And you pretty much mind control them for two days. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I've never seen the anime. <laughs> the anime. I've never read the manga. In the, the anime, anime, they pretty much just write people's names down and they die of heart attacks. Yeah, yeah. Not, not here. Unless no, this you is explain. like super super graphic de- decapitations and like jumping off of buildings and ex- being exploded from the inside. Oh, Ooh. wow. Yeah. Super graphically, by the way. Did I mention that? It's like blood splatter all over the place. This movie sounds awful. It's not very good. <laughs> so does William Defoe like apples? Uh, he eats apples. He never really talks about how much he enjoys them. Huh. But you see... Then I call bullcrap because Ryuk in the anime and the manga loves apples and can't stop talking about and apples. I mean, you he never need, actually see him apple. eat the apples because the CGI I don't think would work. <laughs> so you just kind of see uh, apple core roll out from the shadow and then you see these two glowing eyes. You never actually see the full monster in like full light. Huh. It's always uh, kind of in shadow with the just kind of the silhouette of the spikies in the eyes. Yeah, remember when Netflix originals were universally pretty good? Yeah, I I don't I don't think that's I the mean, case anymore. The, the, they gotta have a stinker once in a while. Hey, I mean, <laughs> Hemlock Grove was terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, this one is really bad. So I guess there's this uh, super detective that's going after the main kid. I guess is L. that a thing? Yeah, L. L. Yeah, he he sits on chairs weird. Yes. Yeah, that's. That's accurate. Did he go? Did he also go to an underground school where you were trained to become the greatest super detective of all time? But if you don't, but only if you survive the first six days and don't go crazy, um, is that a thing? I I don't think so. No, he was just a super smart detective kid. Yeah, who worked for Interpol. Do you? Does he wear soup uh, like special UV sunglasses to help him only sleep for an hour? Nope. No. What the heck is that? They're, yeah, he wears sunglasses that have UV lights inside them so that he only has to sleep for an hour so that he can eat candy to stay awake the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, L looked pretty sleep deprived all the time in the anime. Yeah, like, he always had like dark circles around his eyes. Big bags stuff. under his eyes. Oh no, no, he is super awake and wired. Did elves chase uh, a light through the streets with a super fancy space gun? 
I don't think nope. so. You I mean never... that didn't happen? The, the 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 part where they where they tried to shoot where where the guy who said I don't shoot guns tries to shoot and murder the um, main protagonist of the movie. That didn't happen in the books. Nope. No. Oh, that's funny. It happened in this movie. <laughs> so you're saying it's not accurate? I'm saying it's <laughs> it is probably the furthest from accurate. <laughs> it's super bad, man. The way you describe it. Uh-huh. I almost feel like the Mario Brothers movie is a better adaptation of a existing it's IP. It's accurate. Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> it's probably a better movie, too. Oh, sure, yeah. I will say this movie looks pretty neat. It was uh, a lot of, like, the neon, like, dark um, dark muted colors lit with uh, bright neons in a lot of scenes. And that's really cool. It looks um, looks actually like the um, movie I think you guys are going to talk about, Neon Demon, a little bit. Kind of has that yeah. kind of kind of aesthetic to it and willem dafoe does a great job as the voice and uh facial mocap of of the 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 uh Ryuk. dead monster <laughs> dead man monster the dead man monster but uh everyone else in the movie is just the, the just pits. the pits it's just the worst how and many my chemical romance songs were on the soundtrack <laughs> there were none but uh-huh. there was there was in excess and there were a couple of like they like there's a whole scene a climactic scene that takes place at prom at like the winter prom, but they're like playing the saddest, mopiest, like most goth emo <laughs> music. Goth prom. Goth. It's it's goth prom. Yeah, it's it's not great. Why? Why? Oh wait, I already knew it was gonna be bad. That's why yeah. I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I did this for you guys. I did this for you. I took the bullet. I watched this movie. Don't watch this movie. Speaking of Netflix originals, yes, Big Mouth is actually pretty funny. <laughs> Okay. I thought it looked bad because it's ugly as sin. I was going to say it's ugly as sin. <laughs> but it's actually a pretty funny uh, animated adult comedy mm, show. Cool. What's it about? It is, oh, is that the one with like the like the hormone monster and stuff? In yeah. It? Okay. Exactly. It's it's a Nick Kroll created mm, show okay. about a bunch of like junior high kids going through puberty, mm. which sounds really gross. It doesn't sound great. Um, I'm not sold yet. <laughs> but it's actually really funny and almost kind of heartfelt. I mean, it feels like, it feels accurate, I guess. Mm. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird, but it's actually a lot funnier than I thought it was just going to be crass garbage. Mm. Like a lot of adult animated cartoons tend to be where they're not interested in writing funny jokes. They just want to <laughs> say gross things. Yeah, sure. In place of actual humor. Hey, yeah. Bojack Horseman is great. No, Bojack Horseman <laughs> is amazing. The writing on Bojack is it's really is solid, phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's a great good. show. Mm-hmm. But th- this is good too. Le- not in the same way Bojack is, but um, yeah, the hormone monster is funny. It's kind of a, a personification of teenage out of control hormones that's voiced by Will Arnett. Okay, so well, I, was talking about, I was talking about the female one. There's a female one too. Yeah, it's voiced by Maya Rudolph. That's oh, pretty hilarious. That's even better. Um, but each episode is just them dealing with an, a different, like... Aspect of young... Young adulthood. Lame. Well, that sounds all right. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there. the ghost of Duke Ellington lives <laughs> in his attic, and he goes and talks to him about his problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that's like a, a song in each episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. That's cool. One of them was like a fake Queen song with a pretty good Freddie Mercury impersonator. Right, right on. Right when on. the when his friend, the main character's friend, is wondering if he's gay or not, 
I can't say why, because that's too a little too ribald for radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it seems like it would not be good, and it sounds like it would be too gross, but it's kind of interesting to see a show tackle this stuff, like, for real. Mm, okay. Like, there, there hasn't been a show about kids going through puberty that is this, like, not afraid to be gross about it because it is gross it is gross yeah, yeah it is gross that actually kind of uh gets into some, one of the other things i'm going to check out um but we'll talk about it in a little bit another netflix original series the american vandal but uh <laughs> yeah we can keep talking about but we'll yeah the, it in a sec. but it's it's uh, very not for kids though either there's like full-on genital nudity use sparingly i think it still has its impact when it happens <laughs> And the character, the school coach character is hilarious. He's just like this weird, like, dumb, gross guy. (laughs) They did a lot of jokes about Walgreens that for some reason really tickled me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, it is is, uh, a prime target, Walgreens. Yeah. (laughs) They were like weirdly specific jokes. He was blinded for, so he had pink eye and his eyes were crested shut and he was looking for the Walgreens and he'd keep busting in out of nowhere and being like, is this the Walgreens? I need a $6 copy of uh, a Van Helsing and a six foot long receipt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that's Walgreens. (laughs) Am I in the Walgreens yet? Where's that dead Mylar balloon that says, wow. Oh, no, that's that's accurate. Some hot takes on Walgreens. Yeah. Nice. Take them down a peg. Yeah. Yep. yep. At the, in the end of the episode, he breaks through the uh, Netflix next episode screen. Too. Oh, cool. He's <laughs> like, you guys watching Netflix? What are you going to, what are you, what are you going to watch next? You going to, you going to do the next episode? <laughs> wow. You just kind of sounded like, um. That one Rick and Morty character that we can't say the name of. <laughs> oh yeah, a little bit. Ooh-wee. 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 They did a good, some good callbacks about Netflix too. Like they do a callback to a previous episode, and then mm-hmm. the hormones mon- monsters like, well, they they get it because they're binge watching. You're binge watching, right? <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, since it's October, we've been wa- trying to watch a scary movie every night. Okay, cool. So we have quite a few. Yeah. You're making us watch a scary movie every night. I wanted to watch Blade Runner last night, but you said not scary enough. <laughs> hey, a po- post-apocalyptic future where there are kind of robots everywhere, kind of, sort of? Scary. And you, yeah, and you don't know who is and who isn't. That's what I said. I, I said, mean, it's plenty scary. It's, it's definitely my phobias. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. We started with uh, It Follows. Okay. Which was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, an effectively told horror movie with, like, kind of a message like it's at least saying something i guess we should probably explain what it is probably (laughs) i mean so we can follow along (laughs) because it definitely does it's kind of like a sexually transmitted monster ah okay yeah this guy has it and then he gives it to the main character girl and it's just like this monster that will just continuously walk toward you Mm. wherever you are just walks yeah just determinedly walks at you Oh, wow. And it can look like whatever it wants. Sometimes it it's random. Sometimes it picks somebody to be particularly spooky at you. Mm. You know, like your dad. 
Okay, so and if you stop walking, does it continue to walk? Or oh, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It never stops just walking at you. Yeah, but hmm. if you drive away real far, you'll get some time on it because it can't stop walking. Oh, but... so it's it just walks. Okay, so yeah. it doesn't like magic teleport close to you and then walk. No, because okay. they do a lot of running back and forth, you know, away gotcha. from it. Okay. But um, it's shot really well. There's a lot of really great wide shots where you can see the the monster walking mm-hmm. in the like you can pick it out like a Where's Waldo situation. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's just a really clever, really well done movie. Yeah, um, sounds like it. I feel like it was trying. It takes place in Detroit. I feel like it was trying to say something about about urban poverty or something that didn't quite come across. Ah, okay. But the other, like the, it's a good twist on the don't have sex because a monster will kill you uh, concept that every horror movie has had since the dawn 70s. of time. Yeah, the dawn of time. <laughs> yeah. See, I I think I missed that day in in Sex Ed. The don't have sex because a monster will walk at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, it, it's missed an, S- that, it's missed an that STD day. monster. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, is the concept of the movie. Yeah. There's some great shots of it just determinately throwing a rock through a window across the street mm. and crawling through the window. Nice. So it just like does it mindlessly, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like knocks a couple times at the door, waits a second, just picks up a rock, and just a very it. a very semi-considerate monster. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the kids were well well characterized and interesting. Mm. But yeah, I really this one I really liked. I would recommend it for your Halloween spook time viewing. Okay, awesome. Then after that, we watched Chopping Mall, which, Chopping which Mall. you guys have seen. We have seen Chopping Mall. <laughs> that is a bad movie night movie. Yep, that was a great movie. And it, after I watched it, I didn't know it was a bad movie night movie. I was mm. like, this would make a great bad movie night. And mm. it's because it was. It was. That's what the guy does. Yeah. Like the quintessential like 80s movie. like Jock idiot. Jock idiot. Yeah, is in this movie. Yeah. But it's about a mall where some teenagers, I don't know. The 40-year-old teenagers. Yeah. Stay over over to have a party in an empty furniture store little did they know this mall is staffed by killer robots yeah well no they're they're not originally killer robots they're security robots that get zapped by lightning yeah like a and little then go bit. on a murder go on a very slow murder rampage <laughs> yeah. i thought they move pretty fast for robots on those treads well i guess they do yeah, yeah. Yeah. They got the little grippy the hands. little tiny things. arms. Yeah. Yeah. When they come at raising you. raising the roof. Yeah, they raise the roof at you. <laughs> yeah. Not scary. No. But yeah. what's up with like 80s movie robots and getting struck by lightning and something happening to them? <laughs> yeah, this is like the the reverse Johnny Five. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, laser lips. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of interesting in the very opening of the movie where they're doing like the the press like uh, explaining about the robots and everything. Do you know why they kept cutting back to those two super overacty like? No, and I really wondered why yeah. they bothered. <clears throat> so the director of this movie also directed another movie called Eating Raoul, which is a cult classic about a uh, married couple who open a uh, winery and uh, uh, food place and uh, can't afford. To keep it open. So what they do is they uh, lure people in, murder them, grind their the bodies up they, into they food, sweet, into, into meat. They, it, yeah, it's modern Sweeney Todd. And then they also take their wallets and use that money to help fund their, their winery. Uh, those characters were 
played by Paul Bartel and Mary Warrenoff, and uh, they reprise their role oh, in so this. It's like a callback. It's like a really weird, super weird callback. That's why he was like, "We could use these in our restaurant." Get yeah, people we don't want. Okay. Yeah, it's a super obscure. And actually, you you, I'm surprised you didn't recognize Mary Warrenoff because she was in Death Race 2000. The oh, it's she been a was long time since yeah, she was the the like the one main female driver, like the one that uh, kept flirting with Sylvester Stallone <laughs> before he was Sylvester Stallone in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's who those two are, and it was just weird and out of place. But it's because the director directed yeah. eating Raul as well. But it's a fun schlocky. Goofy movie. Super schlocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah super slo- shocky. And then that girl's head explodes. A, yeah. real, a really good head yeah, explosion. Yeah, that was, that really was like... A solid movie head yeah, explosion. Yeah, I mean, as far as head explosions go, like, top tier, A+. Plus. And they show it again at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because it, it's their one good effect. Yeah. They're like, we did a really good job on this. We're proud of this we gotta one. We got to get the, our money's worth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite part is when they think they beat the one robot, and it's on its side, and then the guy's like robot blood <laughs> but like you, you don't see the robot blood or yeah. it, and it has nothing to do with the plot <laughs> but in case you were wondering there was robot blood Robot blood yeah <laughs> so i guess i would recommend that one too if you're in for a goofy good really time. dumb movie yeah oh it's perfect trash yeah exactly perfect trash and then the last, no, not the last movie well, actually hey, another let's, one. uh let's actually take come back to that after the break we have some more check it outs we're going to do because we have plenty to talk about and not a lot of news. <laughs> so let's hold off. Let's put a pin on it. And we'll come back after a break. For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires Ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included and his son The scene was rocky All were digging the sounds Igor on chains Backed by his baying hounds The coffin bangers Were about to arrive But their vocal group The Crypt Kicker Five They played the match They played the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash They played the match It caught on in a flash They played the match they played the monster match Out from his coffin racks hoisted ring Seemed he was troubled by just one thing Opened the lid and shook his fist and said 
whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Jack's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what it said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Hey everybody, we're back. You were just listening to Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett. We're just kind of getting in the holiday spirit since it's Halloween month, because this is the one holiday that I'm okay with the holiday creep. Yeah. I love Halloween. It's it's yeah. my favorite holiday. It's a good it's a good holiday. It's I a love, very good I just one. love the month of October. Yeah. yeah. Like I the do. weather's great, everything's nice. If it could stay this weather year round, I'm okay. Like early October. Like yeah. by the end of October it's all snowing and stuff and I'm not I'm not down yeah, for it's that. Less, it's more rain than it is snow. And I'm still, still not it, down get, for it. It gets crappy toward the end. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about uh the horror movies you guys were watching. Right? Yes. You have next, one more? No, we have two more, Two more. Let's, let's roll through them quick, because um, we, all, we all have more stuff yeah. to talk about. The next one we watched was The Neon Demon, which what I thought was beautiful garbage. Okay. <laughs> it was shot really well. Everything looked really great, but the plot was stupid and didn't say anything anybody hasn't already said a million times. Yeah. It, it was... Ma- uh, it was about a, bu- a new young girl who enters the world of modeling, and guess what? It's not so great. Ah, uh, okay. Was that the Charlize Theron movie, or is that... I'm thinking no. of something else. No, I'm, I'm thinking of Atomic Blonde. Never mind. That's yeah. totally different. Yeah. Um, that's totally 100% yeah, different. Yeah, that's an action movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, two Must girls get, atomic get jealous of her natural beauty, mm. and... Should we spoil it? I mean, I don't it's, think... It's relatively new. We probably shouldn't spoil okay. it. I mean, I really wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Not really spoiler, spoiler. The Amazon classifies it as a horror thriller. Nothing is horrifying, and it's definitely not thrilling. Uh, <laughs> so it's just a movie. Yeah. It's uh, it's scenes on film, and occasionally really there's dialogue. Scenes. Yeah, everything's stretched it, out. It lingers. Like, mm. I think you're supposed to just like take it in. Well, like, a, like a bad fart. <laughs> you I mean, just hold it in. <laughs> but it is, it's gorgeous. It's shot beautifully. Like it's, it's by the director who did uh, Drive. Oh, okay. God, who was... Uh, and he puts his name all over the movie, let, too. Let me take He's a look real proud of himself. Nicholas. Winding Ruffin. Well, yeah. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Nic- yeah, totally Nicholas. Well, instead of winding, I called him Nicholas Wingdings. Wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, these two other models get jealous of her, and then they eat her. That's mm. spoilers. I know, but I don't care. And it's, <laughs> it's hard to talk about it if you don't. They, I think it says it in the description on Amazon anyway. But they they eat her to you know gain her knowledge and power. <laughs> oh, that's that's weird. Sorry, this is we're kind of going back for a second. I looked up because I was thinking of directors. The guy who did Death Note, he's slated to direct Godzilla versus Kong. Oh no, Adam Wingard. Oh. He did those VHS movies that are terrible. Oh, I he hate those, those VHS movies. movies. Yeah, 
No, yeah, that's uh, that's him. Oh boy. Oh boy. But Neon <laughs> okay, Demon. Never mind. Okay. Neon Demon is like somebody was sitting in a room with the director. They were talking about modeling, and then he was like, "Those girls are really eating each other alive out there." And then he went, "What if they really were?" Uh, and like, it's just so heavy-handed, and like, well, yeah, modeling is com- is competitive. We all know this. You're not breaking any new ground with these opinions. Yeah, that doesn't. That just doesn't sound very good. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. It was uh, Banksy's dismal land of movies. Mm. God, that's <laughs> that was an awful movie too. It wasn't a movie. Oh, it was the, the, art, the installation. art installation. Yeah. No, I guess the other th- the Disney thing I'm thinking of is uh, Trapped in Disneyland or something like well, that. I kind of like that movie. Yeah, that one was all right. <laughs> the one they filmed it completely in Disney World without Disney knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It has its moments. Yeah. It had. Yeah, that's the best way to describe that one. It has its moments. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, Neon Demon, don't watch. Okay. What was the last one you'd... You saw David Cronenberg's Rabid. Oh, okay, right and on. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, nothing wrong with some um, Cronenberg. Yeah, I looked up a list of <clears throat> that ranked all of Cronenberg's movies, and this one was square in the middle, mm-hmm. and that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It had some great gross stuff that you would expect in a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, but it wasn't The Fly. Yeah, it was no fl- no The Fly. Yeah. Um, I mean, people were rabid. Well, sure. Yeah, that's that's you. Yeah, um, get that. It exploded on a huge scale that that was impressive for the for the time. Like mm. it's not a um, really weird how the patient zero uh, Marilyn Chambers infects people. She yeah. she has like a weird sphinctery opening in her armpit. Ooh, that, okay. That like this thing comes out of with a syringe in it. Ah, and that infects people with the rabies-like disease, and it just follows her around trying to figure out what the heck's happening to her. And yeah, that sounds like a Cronenberg. Thing. Yeah, some yeah. serious body sounds horror. Like, sounds like some stuff. stupid species crap. It wasn't. It was better than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talking about bad movies. Jeez, this was not a bad movie. Rabbit was pretty good, but that's the horror movies we've watched. We'll probably <laughs> do this again. Yeah. Oh, sh- yeah. Well, you, if you're watching one every day, you'll have another, you know, what, seven days worth next time we record? Yeah. Sure. Seven days. Okay. I don't want to watch The Ring. I'm not going to watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, I alluded to this a little earlier. Uh, one of the things I checked out was another Netflix original um, uh, eight-part miniseries called American Vandal. This is a Funny or Die production, which I didn't realize until the very, very end. But the whole thing <laughs> is it's a... Um, one of those like true crime style kind of things set up like the podcast serial mm-hmm. or like where it's like trying to, you know, there was a crime committed and then it's trying to unravel the truth, a documentary and trying to, it's like making a murder. It's like making a murder. Yeah, pr- basically. And, uh, uh, it's actually a, a really good satire of that, but it's set at a high school where the, uh, burnout class clown, uh, is expelled for, I can't say what he did on the radio, but he drew some graphic images on 27 uh, faculty cars. Yes, that is what he drew. That is what he did. The thing he thought of was what it was. That's exactly what he did. (laughs) And the whole thing follows this kid who's part of the the school AV club who, um, as it turns out, has been making terrible YouTube movies (laughs) like throughout his, you know, childhood and has decided I'm going to make a documentary on this 
and try try to see if he's if this kid Dylan Maxwell the 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 burnout is actually guilty or innocent and it has all the tropes of like a making the murderer or a serial where at one point the documentarian gets a little too close to the subject and kind of starts screwing things up a little bit. <laughs> and there's a lot of talking heads with like various uh, students and school faculty. And a lot of them say stuff that end up getting themselves in trouble later on down the line. <laughs> and it unravels like a, like a mystery. Like there's like, there's a legit mystery, but also it's a, it's a, you know, four hour long dick joke, basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched the trailer for it on Netflix and I'm like, this is definitely one I'm going to go back and watch because oh, it sounds great. It's super good. And episode eight is surprisingly raw and not funny. Like huh. it gets very, almost very serious by the end. Uh, it gets, yeah, it gets kind of, kind of a bummer ending a little bit. It gets real. It gets real. And it's, it's crazy how well they characterized like all of the uh, supporting cast in the show, because I can pinpoint people in my high school career, both teachers and students who were these characters, <laughs> these tropes, like they're uh, like the burnout kid, Dylan. Everyone's had a Dylan in their class. Like the thinks he's super hilarious, doesn't do anything in school, constantly yells at teachers, <laughs> just gets high constantly out of school. Like the guy that they're following is not a good person. Like the, the focus of the documentary is a terrible human being <laughs> and his, and his group, the Wayback boys, the way who, back boys who do uh really poorly thought out jackass style <laughs> YouTube videos. A lot of it is social media circles around social media yeah. as well. And, uh, Oh, you talk to the, the, the student body president, you talk to this, that, and the other, uh, there was a, a teacher, Mr. Krasinski, the Kraz, the who is like that young teacher that wants to be everyone's super, super yeah. close, super buddy. Uh, that's going to be, you know, tells what how it is and is super raw. It's like, I don't, I don't hang out with the faculty. I'm one with the students. Samantha, do you remember Bishop? Yeah. It's Bishop. It's 100% Bishop. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and at one point uh, early in the documentary, he's, you know, they're talking about, you know, various things. And he goes, <laughs> they're, they're trying to, the whole um, prank Van- vandalism. vandalism is pinned on him because of the testimony of one student who one whole episode is deter- is devoted to deciding whether or not that student is a huge, huge liar. And guess what he is? <laughs> and um, there was uh, one, because they kept going back to a, a specific act that was done between him and the hottest girl in school <laughs> that he keeps claiming happened, you know, it totally happened, 100%. <laughs> and they cut to the teacher, Kraz, and he's like, seriously? No, like, that. there's no way that, like, I would never say that a student is super hot, but, like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then two episodes later, when they, they do an episode where, like, the the documentary started showing up, like episodes have started showing up on YouTube in universe, and it's starting to pick up a lot of steam. And that teacher got fired <laughs> because you know it's like, and they cut they cut to him. He's sitting in his in his garage, like lifting weights, and he's like, you know, I don't, you know, yeah, just ask me whatever. I don't care anymore. Like I don't work there. Did I? Should I have said that a student was hot? No, I shouldn't have. That's. <laughs> so he's like talking about some of the other teachers kind of you know inside baseball kind of stuff and then he goes and by the way if anyone needs any um you know history stuff done like i can't go back to teaching 
but uh <laughs> like yeah any history i'm i'm good for that plus i play bass <laughs> so yeah no it's um but no it's it's really really super well done and uh, it takes twists and turns there are multiple th- i've looked into the online there are multiple theories on who actually did the <laughs> act uh because it's kind of left up in the air nice yeah but no, it's super, super good. I would definitely check it out. Uh, a lot of stuff I can't talk about on the show because this is a PG show on the radio. <laughs> I would love to talk about the show in depth. If you see me on the street, I'll tell you all about it. Super great. <laughs> also, um, Josh, you would probably get a kick out of this. Uh, there's an actress named Camilla Hyde who plays a minor role in a, a handful of the episodes. She was uh, the pink Dino Charge Ranger. Oh, okay. From Power Rangers Dino Charge from a, years, a few years ago. Oh, Dino Charge. And that's, she's actually one of the best actresses when, on the show. When when Tommy came back again. Nope, you're wrong. Oh, no, Dino Charge. Oh, <laughs> nope, that's right. you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> that was the one... That was the one where right they before had, Ninja Steel. Yep, that's the okay. one where they had the special crystals, and there's like eleven of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. No, you're thinking of uh, Dino Thunder. Yeah. Where they had Professor Tommy Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> which made no sense. Thank you for turning the light off. That was the wrap up. The Power Rangers stuff. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Good. Thanks. Um. So how? So this 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 thing this uh, American Vandal mm-hmm. is. Is it is it kind is it, it's a mockumentary right? It's a yeah, it's a mockumentary. So how would you like scale that with like other mockumentaries like A Mighty Wind? And, it's pretty know, high Preston up there. Show? It's pretty high up there. I tell you what really did it for me about a halfway through the series. There's an episode they keep alluding to a a huge high school like underage drinking party called Nana's Party, <laughs> and it, there's like episode four they describe in detail Nana's Party where it was like this uh, girl's grandmother went out of town for the weekend and like the entire school came over to the house and totally wrecked it. <laughs> and they, um, they're trying to fi- follow this, uh, bottle of, uh, spray paint throughout the, the, the party. And, uh, of course the documentarian and his cameraman weren't invited to the party. So they weren't there <laughs> firsthand to, to, to get anything. So they're taking like bits of video put up on social media, on Instagram and YouTube and all this stuff and piecing together a timeline following like this, the bottle of spray paint through the party. And they have like, <laughs> Inter- like reenactments that they throw the, the 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 video up on screen so you're following this thing throughout the entire <laughs> the entire night it's crazy um and i could see where they got a lot of the uh sponsorships because they say instagram and youtube a lot there's also an episode where they follow dylan what he was doing what he's been doing since he while he was expelled he works for Postmates, and he's delivering, and he just, del- which is like a food delivery thing, and he, for like a minute, he just lists off different fast food chains. <laughs> you know, people call me, and they have me deliver their Jack in the Box, or their Starbucks, or their Wendy's, or, you know, this, that, the other, and that's how they got their money for the for the series, was because they, they got all their advertising out in one, like, one two-minute chunk. <laughs> Plus, I, I kind of hate the documentarian by the end. Like he's the kid is kind of I don't know very opportunistic. Like mm. he's he's kind of like a predator. No, not well, not really a predator. He's like using everyone else's kind of. He doesn't really care about the subject. He's just using it as a springboard because he wants to make a good film, and he does it under the veneer of like I'm trying to get the truth, when in fact he's just trying to become more popular. Yeah, it's the exact thing you don't want out of a documentarian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but then again, the kid's supposed to be 16, so like, yeah. that's... And you have a lot of, like, 
high school kid drama stuff. Anyway. He's no Brandon Smalls, right? Brandon Small. What? What? Home movies. Brandon Small. Brandon, Brandon Small, Small. Whatever his name is. And no. No, definitely not. Home Movies was a cartoon. No, about I understand. Okay. Yeah, Home Movies is one of my favorite shows yeah, it's a good of show. all time. It's a good show, but I don't know how that, other than I was thinking about the, the, the main characters have cameras. I don't see how that... He's just always trying to make movies. I don't know. Right, okay. Okay, so the last thing I checked out, and this is going to be real quick. Um, there's a new show on Fox, I think, called... <laughs> Fox? I think Ghosted. I watched it on Hulu, so I don't really know. Might be NBC. I don't really know. But it's called Ghosted. It's and not it's, CBS, that's it's for It's not sure. for CBS, no. It's uh, starring Adam Scott and... Um, oh, I saw the commercial for and this. And what, what's his name? The other guy. Um, oh, God, what's his name? The big guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Chris Robinson? Yeah, that's yes. it. Chris Robinson. Yep. Thank you. And it's about these two guys that follow, that are, uh, get looped into this underground secret CIA company that follows paranormal activity. And it's okay. <laughs> it seems as though the pilot, they filmed an hour-long pilot and then was told, chop it down to 23 minutes. Because there is a lot. It was dense. Where they just, well, well no, oh. it's it's a lot that's just missing. Like, oh, wow. there's, a, there's almost no characterization outside of Adam Scott's character was a scientist, was a, uh, a Harvard professor whose wife was abducted by aliens and everyone thinks he's crazy and now has to work in a bookstore. Uh, Chris Robinson was a police detective who got his partner killed and is now a security guard at a mall. That's all their characters are. There is a um, a female tech like Q kind of for the group. I can't tell you her name or any of her motivations <laughs> outside of she makes gadgets like none. Um, wow. Yeah. It's like there are whole chunks of the episode that are just missing mm. like exposition and stuff in service of kind of lackluster improv done uh, by chris robinson yeah it's uh and not that not that he's bad at improv it's just the show that it was it's a pilot episode it could have used more plot less five minute improv about pretending to be printer repairmen (laughs) (laughs) yeah not i don't know It, it was all right i'll watch more of it but i it's that first episode was not it was not as stellar as i wanted it to be yeah, I like saw previews for it and stuff, and I was like, eh, I think I'll pass. Yeah, like it reminded me of like a like a comedy R.I.P.D. Not even not even that. Yeah. It's more like a uh, uh, weak uh, Men in Black. Yeah, that okay. also has ghosts because because they they just call it paranormal. They can do ghosts or Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah, they actually name drop Bigfoot at one point. Yeah, they can kind of do whatever. It's so basically anything kind of paranormal or cryptozoic. Yeah. yeah it's like an X-Files type thing. Kind of. Very, like yeah, but like still X-Files. not. Goofy X-Files. but not as, again, I think they had an hour-long pilot that was cut down. It sounds like a thing Fox would do. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, I think you're right. I think that is Fox. Yeah. Because I remember seeing the previews for it when I was watching uh, Orville. And those previews look great. They look really funny, I think. But... You know, whatever. Okay. Who's up? Well, I played Cuphead. Yeah, how's new... Cuphead? It's uh, really good and really hard. Yeah. Good. I wanted it, I wanted it to be uh, difficult. 
It is very, you will not be disappointed because it's very difficult and very, very good, ridiculously good looking. I love the way it looks and sounds. Yeah, it's a run and gun shooter game um, that looks like a 30s era cartoon and sounds like a 30s era cartoon. Mm -hmm. It's a run and gun, but it's um, like 90% boss battles. Yeah. Actually, it looks a lot like a bullet hell. It. It's, it's all like, of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like Contra if Contra was a cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's mostly boss fights. The run and gun stages actually feel like an afterthought. Like, they kind of were. They're like, we got to put these in or people are going to, somebody's going to get upset that it's that's, not a platformer. That's kind of what, what it was. It was built to be just, you just go from boss to boss and beat them. It was a boss rush kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the boss fights are engaging and fun enough on their own that it doesn't really need the run and guns either. Yeah. But yeah, and it's hard, but in a way where like there's always some way you can figure out how to do it. It's hard but fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I fully recommend it. It's fun yeah. if you miss old uh, uh, shooters like Contra mm-hmm. and like animation. Yeah, really how how far are you into it? I think my save file says like thirty some percent. I'm at the second second part. world. Okay, second world. Yeah. I can't get past that candy castle. Oh man, that one's tough. Yeah, I've I, again, I've watched, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up picking it up on Steam, but uh, I've been watching some uh, Let's Players play some of it. Yeah, and, yeah, it's. Like, I did the clown mm-hmm. and the genie. That genie took a, takes a while. Yeah, because there's also there's also uh, spaceship shooter style levels mm-hmm. too, shmup levels. Yeah, those actually remind me a lot of Super Mario Land. Yeah, that last level of Super Mario Land. Yeah. When Mario's flying his plane, the sky pop. Yeah. Everybody knows he's got a plane. Every, everybody does. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Well, I but, mean... Uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a great game. It's definitely worth picking up. Yeah. I wish it was on uh, consoles other than Xbox One. I've yeah. been playing it on PC because I don't have an Xbox. I'd play it on the Switch if it were available. Yeah. It'd be, that'd be nice. super play it on the Switch. I think it'd work really well, but it's never going to yeah. be on there. Nope, because Microsoft... That's Microsoft's exclusive. That's yeah. the one they kept and didn't cancel for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great game, but it's not going to sell systems. I don't understand why. I don't why. think... Yeah. I'm just surprised that the game was released in our lifetime. Yeah, okay, because it was delayed like three I, or four times. I thought my grandkids were going to play Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> and Honestly. It, it was... When they announced it in like 2013, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. It's been almost four years. Which, I mean, it shows because the animation is so good and that takes mm-hmm. time. Especially because oh, yeah. they were doing it traditionally. They were mm-hmm. painting it on cells and scanning the cells. Yeah. They did an excellent job with it. Like, really I've been did. super excited for this for this one for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just on yeah. an art aspect alone of yeah. it. It, yeah. it lives up to the hype, I think. Cool. You know, I almost bought a uh, Cuphead uh, mug the other day. Oh, just because it's really it's just really cool okay yeah. it's a really neat, it's a really neat classic design and you know i i like that style of animation although i typically lean more towards uh, looney tunes and merry melodies than i do the uh disney, the, disney the yeah the disney style but and this is definitely more like old school disney like uh steamboat willie style yeah. kind of but uh it really super works with this the music's good too it's super jazzy and cool mm-hmm. Oh, King, the the King Dice music at the stage um, breaks yeah. is like excellent. Yeah. I really want the vinyl soundtrack, but it's also like a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's on four LPs. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little out of my price range as well. But I w- but given the opportunity, I'd probably they are pushing the crap out of that though. I keep I can't I keep tripping over ads for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
Let's see. Have I played anything else recently? Yeah. We talked about Metroid already. Talked about it's, Metroid. It's good. Get yeah. Metroid. Yeah. Golf Story came yeah. out. Did I talk about Golf Story? A little tiny bit. Yeah. Well, I haven't played it much since then, okay. so I don't have anything to add on that one. Yeah. Well, it's over, so I can talk about it. I was in a musical. That was kind of cool. Yes, it was. It was a very good show. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was in the Adams Family up in Bucyrus, and uh, yeah, I mean, nothing really to talk about. It was... It was fun and different, and I would do it again, given the opportunity, but yeah, couldn't really talk about it until it's over because I don't, you know, the whole thing about advertising something on a thing that you're... Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if they wanted to pay for an ad slot, they well, could have. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Glad I did it. Oh, we went to the Game Developers Conference. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. How was that? Uh, it was very cool. A lot of local independent developers making their own indie games, and you get to play them. Cool. Let's see, what ones did we check out? There was Drag and Drop. Was that? What was that? Oh, yeah, that was the first one I played. It was like a platformer, mm-hmm. but you could drag and drop in elements of the stage to solve puzzles. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty clever. It yeah. had kind of like a stick figure aesthetic, hmm. and you'd be dropping in platformers and, or platforms and trampolines oh, cool. to get to the stage. It was pretty neat. Cool. And there was also... What was it called? There was like that Gus Who... Clues. Oh yeah, that one by Clickshake Games. It was like a detective game mm-hmm. where you're given evidence and four suspects, and you use all the facts you have to narrow it down to figure out who did it. Kind of like Clue, but more involved. Oh, interesting. And that was really neat. I played through the whole case on that. Cool. There was one that was I forget what it was, was it called, like Excelsior or something. The sprite graphics, four player kind of Zelda y thing. I mean, it basically was Zelda, mm. but you were four people could play all at once. Okay. And they had it on a really big TV, and it looked really nice. You got to play with a random person. Yeah. Three players. And there were, <laughs> there was, like, puzzles where you have to use everybody to solve them and push blocks around and mm. kind of like Four Swords. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds a lot like uh, Four Swords. Yeah. Adventure. So you got a, you could get a gun, which is neat. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't tell like what time period it was supposed to take place in because you guys kind of look like spacemen, hmm. and they have this boost run they they can do. Okay, but uh, that was neat. I mean, it wasn't anything like super innovative or anything, but it was cool. There was a company there that makes homebrew NES games, so they had original NES games running on NESs. Oh wow! And that was pretty neat. They had, one of them was called Log Jammers. <laughs> okay, and it's like a two-player versus game okay where you're two lumberjacks on logs moving back and forth and you're trying to throw an axe into the goals behind them oh okay cool it's like uh it's like the game wind jammers Mm, yeah but from a different from vertical instead of horizontal and with less frisbees also also a little more canadian yeah a and there's one called little medusa which was a top-down puzzle game about turning people to stone and pushing them around okay uh what was the one you played Almost hero something. You don't remember something hero, I think, or something like that. But it's basically just a beat 'em up. Yeah, it looked like, like River- a ninja beat 'em up. It looked like River City Ransom with yeah. ninjas. Mm. And this was by a company called Mega Cat Studios. Cool. That was pretty cool. Um, there was a really cool kind of point and click kind of survival horror one that I played by Wither Studios. It was called like I forget the title. Yeah, let me look it up real quick. Okay. It was called Immure. Oh, okay. And cool. You're, you're a guy in like some kind of dark 
building that has this like tetrahedron power thing that floats around you control mm-hmm. with the other stick and you can use it to like stun enemies and it has a very like nightmare looking aesthetic it was pretty cool cool all right might have been my favorite one that i played yeah um that and we saw a panel with Two out of the three McElroy brothers from My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Excellent. All right. The podcast that we all thoroughly enjoy. Yes. Um, they were very funny, but it was also it was also very informative. It was about how to make a podcast and the mistakes you shouldn't make that they did. Okay. How many of them did have we made? Um, not a whole lot. I didn't think what we're we're pretty we did pretty good honestly okay good that's all i needed to hear <laughs> uh don't spend too much money and make sure you have fun doing it okay well we're, th- we're there yeah um but yeah it was cool to see them after listening to so many of their shows and mm-hmm. their content for so long um there was some adventure zone cosplayers there even even though it wasn't that kind, that of, kind of thing, of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> respect the journey yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was very much meant to be like an inside look at podcast podcasting yeah which you know is very That's interesting when you're part of a podcast. yeah it's interesting because we have an inside look <laughs> yeah. at podcasting so well good i'm glad you guys went to that that sounds really cool I'm, i wish i would have had was free to, to yeah, do that been cool yeah no i was on stage, dancing up a storm, <laughs> poorly dancing the tango while you were down there at that, at that thing at so. the Columbus in, in, Convention Center in white grease paint and white grease paint. That's right. Okay, well, I think we've pretty well hit time. We didn't get to any actual news this week, but that's okay. There we, wasn't a whole lot. There wasn't, so yeah, so we can actually save some of the stuff for next week. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch at Nerd Overload Now. Mm-hmm. And oh, and on YouTube, uh, and you- we're Nerd Overload T- TV. TV. Yeah, like once we don't again, have any of those special vanity URLs yet. Yeah, but we're once getting there. again, we need a hundred subscribers before we can do that. So go subscribe. Yeah, we're getting there. We're also, getting there, uh, tell your friends about the show. Yeah, that'd be nice. Word of mouth is the best way to get yeah. the news out there about this show. If you like it. You know, tell your friends. Yeah, we have a pretty nice show. It's, yeah. Yeah. We work pretty hard. We got a lot of episodes. We do. So yeah, go tell a friend. Have o- them, almost 200. Yeah, have them jump in wherever. Yeah. You know, there's no running mythology. Probably not the first 50. Yeah, don't start at the beginning. Don't start at the just beginning. Wa- just They're all available, Don't, but don't start at the beginning. <laughs> oh, you can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Yep, that's right. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher, so check us out over there if you'd like. And again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out.